And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> I can show you the world. Welcome to the Very Serious Writing Show. I really have no idea why I just did that. Uh, that's one for the psychiatrist. I'll get back to you on that one later. We have in a very special guest today. We have Amber Bakioki, who besides having won the best name lottery, I mean by far, wow, Bakioki. It's an impressive spelled thing. When you spell it out, I mean, it's it's really cool. Anyway, we have her in today. She is one of my college people, a renowned member of the Dinner Cult, and we are talking about lots of different forms of writing today. We're going to go over lots of different forms because she, she does reporting, but she also does other aspects of writing, and we're going to talk about how creativity in writing doesn't exist in just one place. We also have lots of college stories we're going to tell, and overall, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for tuning in today. Like, turning your radio dial to the part of the radio dial. This is a very serious writing show, because that's, that's how you do that. It's not on the internet. That wouldn't make any sense at all. Anyway, enough of me jabbering on. Let's get to it. Let's get down to business. Defeating the Huns. It's the Very Serious Writing Show, and that's how we roll. So let me introduce myself. Do you know who I am? The average human male is about 60% water. As far as we're concerned, that's a little extravagant. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope. Couldn't keep a straight face. I am no man. Okay, I think it's... I think we got the audio correct. Is that the preferred method of audio testing? Making, making <laughs> rabid goat sounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're scaring me. Just oh, a little bit. Sorry. That's okay. Rabid goat sounds, though. Is that... Do you switch up your animals, or is that like... No, I, I use exclusively... Well, I guess it's not entirely true. I use a lot of water buffalo sounds, too. That's true. Just general water buffalo yeah. sounds. What animal sounds can you make? I can't make animal sounds. Don't make me do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look funny in that way. In that way? Sound funny. Well, what, what funny are you going for? What, what funny <laughs> are you looking for the listeners to enjoy? Oh. Well, I don't know. What kind of funny do you think I sometimes am? You're, you're, j as long as you hold off on the puns, I'm, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> okay. I'll try really hard. I, there no guarantees. Like. Okay. Well, Amber, welcome to the Very Serious Writing Show. I'm, I'm glad to have you on here at, at long last. Amber is a member of the Dinner Cult here at Southwestern Oklahoma State University. It's a very prestigious group of about 12 to... <laughs> How many, how many people do we have at max? Oh, 12 is a, is a little high for a minimum. I'd say, well, yeah, think, like eight. Yeah, eight to 
eight to fourteen, 16? eight to sixteen. There, there can be a lot of us. Sixteen. That includes like the fringe members. The fringe right. members. The the ones that we shun. Oh, that's not true. Because we they, are not mean. We are not that. mean. We do not shun people. No. Never. No. Michael doesn't listen to this. We don't have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this, the irony is, Michael would listen to this one. Hi, Michael. Probably. How's it going? Have you stolen any other chicken nuggets recently? Or plates. Or plates. I don't know if I've talked about this, but like Michael the Mexican, he just comes. I, I hate putting that on mm. there as, as a subtitle. I'm not racist. Just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to give you a visual context. Because <laughs> he like goes into the cafe and like it's a buffet and he steals all the chicken nuggets and all their mints and then sometimes forks and plates. Yeah, but if you, I'm just like, if you wanted that like description factor there he could have said like michael the skateboarder that's true or longboarder i guess whatever. that's a whole different stereotype though i yeah yes well, it is one that I mean, he, he, but he, he kind of fits a little bit i suppose he kind of fits into that stereotype a little bit probably because he hangs out with evan right he hangs out with evan and tommy mm, who's tommy tommy's the one who does tommy read. yeah tommy tommy yeah yes <laughs> yeah tommy's never offered me any drugs I'm very so, glad. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have any context for what type of a person Tommy actually is. But he, right. he's, he is the on-campus hippie. Yeah, it's definitely much, appears to be. Um, pretty much a thing. So, to get to get on, on subject, you are, be, besides being a prestigious member of the dinner cult, you, much less, important, much less importantly, <laughs> uh, work at the Swasu paper. And at a paper in another town. I do, yes. Um, working at the Swasu paper, that's pretty, like, a... Uh, Loose term, because I'm not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there's that. Yet. I mean, like, I might try to get, like, an editor position next fall, which I'd... would be pretty cool. But, yes, I've, I've enjoyed that class. Um, news writing is where I I feel really comfortable with my abilities there. Well, yeah, I mean, I've read, I've read stuff of yours from, from several genres at this point. I read, I read the column that you did for the project the other day, mm-hmm. and I've read some of your other, uh, your more, more, you refer to them as fluff articles. Well, yeah. Like, which ones did you read? Because I know like you features. read. Yeah. There, there was a, there's a feature I read. I don't remember which one it was. But then I read something of yours that was much more reportery. Right. And your writing style is very crisp, very to the point. I mean, it's got a very thumpness to it. That's, Thank that's you. really Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a great style. But it's definitely not in the creative writing side of things right. as much as it is in the analytical. And uh, But, I mean, that's not that's not a... That's not a doc on it or anything. Oh, no, I know, because it's, um, even though it's not, like, the creative thing, creative writing, per se, like, it's, it feels, it's where I feel comfortable being creative, um, chopping up sentences and finding words that work in the right places, and I really like that. But I think the other, you did read, like, a very news, newsy article, and then Mm -hmm. the other one you read was... I don't know if there were others before this, but you read the my Twelve Angry Men yeah. um, paper on its uh, on its editing, which was tough. Yeah, that's a tough article because Twelve Angry Men. P.S. Everyone should go watch Twelve Angry Men oh, right yes. now. Absolutely. Like, stop listening to this and go watch that movie because it's so good. But no spoilers about it. But it uses a lot of the long takes in it. Mm-hmm. So writing about the editing is is hard because it's it's hard to draw the line between the cinematography and the editing. Yeah. But oh, Twelve Angry Men, such good character work. Absolutely. 1957? 56? 57? Yeah, older Henry flick. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Just mm-hmm. just so good. I love so I love good. that film. 
So, yeah, and uh, to, to even scale back a little bit further, you're a comm major, and you're mass comm. Yes, I am, uh, yeah, communication arts major, and uh, mass comm emphasis, and uh, I love it, yeah. Yeah, well, for someone, my, my question is, for someone who's interested in writing, I know you're on kind of a different side of the writing, you're more into the, the public relations and the, mm -hmm. the reporting, but for someone who's more into the creative writing, do you think the mass comm's a good major to go for? Do you think it would help expand their skills, or what do you think? I don't know. It's really interesting because, like, lately I've felt this pull to try more creative writing, things that aren't news-based. Um, and for me, like, I've almost looked at, like, a minor in English, but I don't see myself making writing, creative writing, a career. So I'm definitely, for me, at least for a while, like, the journalism side of things is where I see myself in a career, at mm -hmm. least for a little while. And like, who knows? But um, I don't think that's the best thing for just anyone who wants to write as a career to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't have to be a journalist <laughs> to do that. I do. The last guy we had on the show, Steve Raza, he's a mm -hmm. he, he was a reporter for the longest time. He said he got really good at writing fast. OK. Yeah. <laughs> meeting meeting those deadlines. And now he's yeah. churning out like four books a year. Mm -hmm. The dude, the dude's on fire. I don't know. <laughs> He's a rabbit with his tail on fire. <laughs> it's pretty intense. But um, and comparing, like, I know you haven't been in this major, but you said you, you looked at it maybe. So mm -hmm. if you can't answer this question, okay. it's whatever. But, like, English versus mass comm for, for someone who's interested in writing as, as a college major, what would you think? Well, the English side of things is definitely more like the literary works and stuff. And... I know very little about their, um, like that major and <clears throat> that department even, but uh, like Sandy is creative writing major. Yeah, or? I didn't realize we had a creative writing major, but it's funny. Yeah, Sandy, Sandy definitely mm -hmm. is. I think MassCom looks a lot better on a resume going in. There's just so much you can do with MassCom. Mm -hmm. I mean, if like I, I really would not suggest it though, unless you are have at least some passion in in news things mm -hmm. because even like I'm a public relations minor and like even that I'm not really sure where where it'll take me but even though PR is much more objective than journalism it's still in a, a really fact-based reality yeah you know it's mm -hmm. um I imagine like the uh, the English department they're doing a lot of creative writing a lot of studying yes. other other works and stuff. Yeah, Sandy said it's intense. Now, I'm not yeah. sure if I've described Sandy on the show before, but I'm going to do it again because it's so <laughs> much fun. The first time I saw Sandy, she was sitting at the org fair. Were you at the org fair? Not this year. Okay. Well, she's sitting there. She's got this table, right? She's got a whole table to herself. She's the only one at the table. It's draped with this Persian rug. She's got, like, her stick, this Gandalf staff that's got, like, little <laughs> charms falling off and bright blue lipstick. She's got a pentagram tattoo. Like right beneath her neck, and the only thing that's sitting on this table is a sign, handwritten, that says "free hugs." <laughs> I and so it should make perfect sense to everybody that Sandy is a creative writing major. I just have to wonder though, like, I don't know who people involved in the org fair go to to get things approved, but like, how did Sandy get approved? Yeah. <laughs> I maybe she just showed up. Like, I don't know. I'd imagine <laughs> that something like that had to have. And, and nobody told her, like, go away. 
because you I don't think you tell things to, like that to Sandy. No, I would be very <laughs> frightened to tell Sandy to do anything. It's a good thing that Sandy's a pacifist. She's very nice. Oh, Sandy's so great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Sandy's Sandy's fantastic. I see her most breakfasts. She mm-hmm. checks me out, like my food and yes. such. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. So... Okay, so you you're definitely you're definitely on the more reporting side of things, which is really cool, and it's it's a whole different like field of writing, mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's definitely creative, like you, your word choices were like in the the piece that I read were really really specific, and so how do you how do you go back figuring out what what word choices you use? Do you feel it out? Oh, definitely. Um, I I love synonyms, and I feel like in a way I've been told like. You have to use words that everybody knows because you're not writing to an elite group. You're writing to everybody. Mm-hmm. So you, that kind of can be a struggle too when I want to use like an enormous word. Or, yeah, yeah. Know, and it's, I like finding things that flow together and I don't know. It's, I, I love going back and, you could. <laughs> I'm playing around with my headphones, okay. and now she's now she's now she's. I'm sorry. Thanks, Amber. That was very distracting. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm being distracting. You can cut this. You're being. Oh. Yeah, I can cut this. <laughs> I have rad cutting abilities. I can do all the things in my editing software, except like I'm not sure I'm going to have time to do it today. So this may make the final cut. Oh yay! Welcome to the behind the scenes of the very serious writing show. Is not that much <laughs> different from the actual very serious writing show. Want a donut? Um. Sure. Okay. Do you really consider an apple fritter a donut thing? Like I would. I would consider an apple fritter a donut. Not a, just a pastry? Uh, they sell them at donut shops, so I figured that that qualifies for the most part. Would you like part of this apple fritter? Um, yes, please. There you go. That works. Donuts are delicious. Yes. I don't know if I want to, like, chew on this recording. No, nah, alright, it's fine. <laughs> Homeschoolers, they don't know what donuts taste like. Mm-hmm. Donuts are also of the devil. They're kind of falling there with, like, Harry Potter. Donuts are, like, wrong to many homeschoolers. Essential oils are the only true probably salvation. Probably for different reasons, but... Yeah, okay. Probably for different reasons. <laughs> probably for different reasons. We'll have to ask Sandy. Anyway, um, I actually have essential oils here in my dorm. We're, we're recording this live from my dorm room. Like, Amber, you're not even on Skype or anything. This is very no, odd. Live I, and in person. Live and in person. How's the weather over there? two, three feet away on my rug. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't prepared for this question. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's kind of warm in here. It is warm in here, but like, I don't know how to control my air conditioner. It's really a beast. Yeah. I have I have it set on such a way that it will keep things exactly as they sh- are. Like, it has a status quo. It's maintaining <laughs> the status quo. It's not like, yeah, no, that's just how it is. I'm up here on the seventh story. It's quite the view up there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot to be seen, but yeah, I have essential oils in here. Like, this is this is so whack. I can describe to you my room. I have RC oil, which I don't know what it does. I'm told to apply it to, like, to do stuff. I don't know. Is that the only oil? I know I have more oils in here somewhere. Do you still have any of that silver? Oh, stuff? yes. Do you all know what silver is? Like, I feel like that it's not an essential oil. It's really not. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's like something else. But like, it's just like nasty, tasty water. Nasty tasting water, and it's supposed to cure all your ailments. It's very snake oilish. And like, my parents brought this to me when I was sick. Was it, was it when I got appendicitis? Or it was afterwards? It was like a week after. Yeah, it was, I had a relapse after my appendix 
was taking out. Yeah, you had that fever. And they bring it to me in this mason jar, <laughs> in a brown paper bag, <laughs> to a college door. I, I'm sure actually no one probably looked twice at it. But I mean, like, like wow, just wow. It's just not supposed to like hit sunlight or something, right? Yeah, it it's looks, not supposed it to see sneaky. the sun. It does look very sneaky. And in a mason jar, my father's like, here's your recipe. <laughs> Brought a bit of the recipe here to you. <laughs> uh, did he say it like that? <laughs> more or less, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> more, more or less. My father did use a voice. All of them back home are laughing because they're homeschooled and they know what the Waltons are. Most hmm. of them are the Waltons. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not like stereotyping you all too hard. I can do that though because I was homeschooled. I was I'm, not homeschooled. Amber was not homeschooled. I uh, did well, graduate as the only one in my class, though. <laughs> I mean, you were essentially homeschooled. <laughs> you were like kind of, kind of, sort of ish. You, your mom wasn't your teacher. That's right. Yeah. So there was that, but yeah, small Oklahoma town. Yeah. Graduation of I had more people at my graduation, <laughs> and I was freaking homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, that's special. It is special, very special, like that Brahms drink. Special plug. <laughs> plug for special. You know what's terrifying is there's only Brahms within like a certain diameter of Oklahoma. Like yeah. you get out of the state, you're if you're in Texas and Arkansas, you can still get it, and maybe mm-hmm. Kansas. But the people that are beyond, they don't know what Brahms that's is. That's shocking. Is Sonic the same way? I don't know. I think Sonic's nationwide. Do you all have a Sonic where you live? Let me know in the comments. This is good writerly discussions to have. But you said that you were kind of interested into getting at some other creative writing. You do mostly reporting, but... Yeah, um, I am really quite awful at fiction writing. Okay. But, yeah, I've thought a little about, like, what it would be like to write, like, a play... But I haven't, oh, really? I haven't done, like, anything there. <laughs> but, yeah, I've written some poetry, and uh, it's not great. But I also think my, like, real interest as far as creative writing would be, like, essays. To be an essayist. An essayist. Mm-hmm. Which I've never had an essayist on the show before, so, I mean. Well, like, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Well, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. So, like. Describe like uh, what type, the type of essay that you would want to write. Is it doesn't that fall into creative nonfiction? Yeah, definitely. Um, I love people's stories, and sometimes that includes my own, because like if you don't know your own stories, I mean, you know, it knowing them like helps you get better in touch with like other people's stories. I think, but um, yeah, creative nonfiction. Uh, I love people's stories. People have good stories. They do. They, they really do, and they're generally very worth listening to. And it's just, there's so much there mm-hmm. if you can get people to tell you. Yeah. One of uh, the coolest books I've ever read was, like, uh, NPR, like National Public Radio. They they started, I, I, I guess it was them that started it, but they do this thing called StoryCorps. And, uh, like, they have people bring, like, family members or friends to, like, these little rooms they have set up. I, sometimes they do like mobile units and stuff, and then they they set a mic down and like like they just tell their stories, and it's uh, th- yeah they usually have one of them interviewing the other about like a specific time in their life or something, and it's really interesting. And so like the book was all was like they had their interviews transcribed, and it was pretty cool. So if I could do something like that at work, 
this summer. That would be kind of neat. So, I mean, that, that's still technically like reporting. It really is. It's just you're not doing it on like a news story or you're interviewing people to find the story. Right. And I think that's why I find it so interesting is I'm so comfortable with reporting and the, mm -hmm. new, the news, the things that make news writing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But like. Well, no, I mean, it's got I, all the aspects of, I mean, it's just reversing the process and, and like yeah. news writing you're. You go. You have the story, and you're going to interview people in order to get information. And this, you're just you're going to the people first. It totally reverses the role, and it's it's uh, it's adventure reporting. It's it's going in blind. You don't mm -hmm. know what you're getting, and you know I think there's something the the exploratory nature of the reporting there is really it's fascinating to me. Definitely. And part of the reason I love doing interviews on this show is I feel like I get a lot of that. Sometimes I know something about the person going in. Like we've been, we we know each other, mm -hmm. but like a lot of the times, it's just some random person that was suggested on the show. By the way, Gordon Corman next week, if I can get him, I think I think I think I'm going to get Gordon. So there you go, Rosie. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was Rosie that suggested him. Dang, I may have to edit this later. Anyway, but yeah, like it's it's a, you get to explore and you get to talk to them and you you get to you get to find things out and hear their stories. So. I saw a minute ago you pulled a book out. I did. What uh, is this book? This is Unless It Moves the Human Heart, The Craft and Art of Writing. Um, and it's by Roger Rosenblatt, and he's a novelist. And the book uh, goes through, and it's uh, he is a professor at um, this university. And it's it goes through a semester of his class writing everything. And you found this book when we were... We were in Oklahoma City, and we found this, like, really cool bookstore. Yeah, Full Circle Books. Isn't oh, that what it was? Yeah. I think I so, a, yeah. Yeah, Full Circle Bookstore. And, you know, that's not a chain. It's an independent. It is? Yeah. Oh, this bookstore oh, is so cool. It's got, like, the so cool. huge bookshelves and with, like, the, the ladders. Yeah. The, like, the rolling ladders on it. And their, their little kid section was so cute. It was so cute. It was just really, oh, so neat. I mean, the layout was really cool. Like, there wasn't, it wasn't just one big open space. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, there's hallways mm -hmm. and, and nooks and crannies. I just And someone was playing the guitar just randomly mm -hmm. and singing. Yeah. It's like such a cool atmosphere. All bookstores should be like that. Barnes & Nobles ain't got nothing on that. I love Barnes & Nobles, but this place, yeah. this place had atmosphere. Yeah, I definitely want to go back there someday. So, yeah, when you picked up this book there, I was like, oh, okay, but you couldn't put this thing down. I could not, and it's a pretty short read. It's uh, about 150 pages, but... In his class, he goes through and they talk about novel writing. They talk about poetry, and then... Hang on, uh, I'm going to make a cool noise. Watch this. Listen, everybody, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Oklahoma, allergies. Yeah. Yay. Okay, carry on. No, you're good. Uh, you remember, like, the first time, like... <laughs> well, I had to blow my nose. We were watching a movie, and I, like, left the room. <laughs> Because I blow my nose like that too, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, excuse me for a minute. You grab a tissue and you go right outside your door and then you blow your nose. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Who does that? That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so what's kind of the, the, the title? It, it, unless it moves the human heart. Is that kind of the gist of it? It really is. And the title really grabbed me because that that's why I want to write. I want to write things that make people feel and that just good stuff because that's the kind of stuff I want to read um, and this definitely like if I think if you want to be 
it, it's directed, this book is, towards people who want to write for their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I by no means think I didn't get anything out of it. I did. But I don't want to, um, like, be a novelist. Yeah. That makes know? sense. But, uh, but yeah, it's very cool. And it, it really talks about... Oh, there's a great quote in here. Really quick. Um, he says, Writing is the cure for the disease of living. Doing it may sometimes feel like an escape from the world, but at its best moments, it is an act of rescue. Huh. And I think he... Um, that's... Yeah. I, I think he pulled that from another author but yeah it's definitely worth checking out this book is okay yeah i want to read this summer yeah. i'm gonna snag it from you and read it i'm not going to get through the other book the the writing writing, the bone. writing down the writing down the bones yeah like that's so cool but i mean like i don't have time because yeah. freaking finals are here ah finals are ah. Here. you've been working all day on the utopian <laughs> paper i have uh yeah sociology <laughs> In sociology class. Now, the intro. Don't, <laughs> intro to sociology. And what's the final paper that they do? How to solve every freaking problem in the world. Write yeah. your own utopia. Yeah. Design a utopia. So I have to cover, like, um, family dynamics, religion, education, government, deviance. Seriously, um, though, sociology defense. is a great class for writers. Absolutely. Um, I, I really dig that class. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with everything that goes down in them, it's like, it's really interesting. Just the idea of of society and the, the theories that, that we currently have on it. It's, yeah. it's a cool class. Yeah. You, your, your, your utopia isn't, it, it's, you make minor adjustments. Yeah. I'm not into like the whole, like, I didn't want to design a utopia that was like really like tech based or one where you're like dancing in a field of flowers, <laughs> which both of those things I included in my summary. That's nice. kind of like, no. A utopia should just be where, yeah, sure, those things could be possible in the appropriate time. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, no, for mine, I'm focusing a lot on education and, um, yeah, mostly education reform and stuff. And just, just getting people yeah. to be ambitious and want to do good things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and on the other side, my buddy Kyle's like, we're going to give it a virtual reality where everyone can, like, Get through their problems in the VR world, and then they get out, and they're all placid and everything, and there will be no problems. I'm like, dude, you haven't written a utopia; you've written a dystopia. Congratulations! Go sit over there with the uh, with the uh, Wachowskis, you know. But you you know, just just stop, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Well, Kyle, that's a dystopia. <laughs> it's not a utopia, Kyle. But if his idea, I guess, is that. I don't know. At the same time, it's an interesting idea. Trying to get through people, the, the conflicts in a virtual reality would probably limit the number of like violent crimes. Violent instead. crimes. I mean, as a yeah. crime reduction, I think it's it's not a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, life is great enough already. Like, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. Living in a VR world is just like sounds kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, so yeah, and I think I think that there's. With creative writing in terms like novels mm-hmm. and this type of writing that you're interested in, I think they all come back to like the heart of writing. And, and they both have the same soul, even mm-hmm. if they, they take very different forms, uh, different physical forms. Um, so it's really interesting. And to be able to explore writing in different ways, who knows what, what type of style that people will want to use. You experiment, try out new things. And see what works for you, because yeah. it's not going to be the same for everyone. It's it's not a bad thing if you're not a novelist, 
there's right. other things that you can do. You, I mean, poetry is a, a great genre, and there's mm -hmm. there's just all sorts of things that you can do with it. Like, and I'm still trying to find my own writing voice because I wrote yeah. like my uber depressing like Holocaust novel, and that style still works for me. I still find myself gravitating towards that, but I'm I feel like I enjoy the comedy style way more. And who knows what like file form that takes? I don't know. I'm still looking. This book talks a lot about voice, actually, mm -hmm. and like, and finding what works for you. But yeah, and I think it's interesting. You've talked a little before about like how, um, how it can seem difficult to like. Why? What do I have to say that no one else has said already? Mm -hmm. That is really hard. That's hard for me, even as a, a more news-based style. What can I tell people that they haven't already heard? What's going to make a difference? What's going to move the human heart? <laughs> yeah, and my thing on that, as I as I've continued, because that has been a struggle. It's like, what what am I really adding here? What what type of theme do I yeah. go for? But I mean, just because the theme's been told before doesn't mean that it can't be told again. And I've heard someone say, um, someone someone once told me, I think it was actually Mr. S. Uh, Dan Schwabauer from the one-year adventure novel and this is one of the few things I respectfully disagree with him about he's he was like every story that that you think of has already been told I don't think that's true I mean it is he didn't say it in a depressing way because he followed it up immediately with but no one can tell the story like you can okay yeah which I think is fine but um no one has written a story with a clone of Bill Clinton. Hey! <laughs> oh yeah, that's me, by the way, guys. Yeah, Amber's the clone of Bill Clinton, <laughs> which makes little to no sense. But fine, we're going well, with it. Yeah. <laughs> that, How do you feel about having an existential crisis before you find your wife amongst the Deaf Bagpiper Society? That'd be interesting. I mean, if Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton. That's how Bernie Sanders would say his name. <laughs> no, I think Bill I was Clinton. just like, I was including like clone, Bill, Bill Clonton. There's my pun, guys. Bill Clonton. No! <laughs> now, your reading is weird. Like the types of stuff that you read. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're, you're, the, the stories that you have consumed, <laughs> maybe, this, maybe this contributes, actually. I've been wondering if this contributes mm -hmm. to your specific voice. The fact that you haven't consumed like very uh, pop culture stories. Like, first off, you haven't seen Star Wars. Haven't read or watched Lord of the Rings or Narnia for that, for that. Sorry, matter. guys. <laughs> yeah, they're all pull, pulling out at this I, point. I know, I know. And you haven't, you haven't read uh, Pride and Prejudice. No. Which is like almost a bigger deal, it seems like, in our current culture. Really? Uh, almost. Like I know most... Jocelyn loves the movie, but did she read the book? I don't know. Some uh, virtually everyone's consumed Pride and Prejudice on some level. Okay. Maybe not as big a deal as Star Wars, but like at the same time, you're. You, you read other things, so it makes it makes your taste more eclectic. My taste is so eclectic. Like you should, you saw the books I checked out the other day. Oh my like, gosh! Like okay, so I had um, Mr. Panubra's Twenty Four Hour Bookstore, which is a really quirky novel. Mm -hmm. So that looks like a lot of fun. Um, then I had uh, like the Renaissance philosophy of man which <laughs> i was totally other end of the yeah, spectrum there yeah it really is i was looking for um giovanni pico's oration on the dignity of man i think that's what it was yeah you just you just for fun you're <laughs> just, just for fun just, let's, let's find that thing yeah <laughs> that's what reading to me is and like some of my favorite oh. books like i read um yeah i just closed that drawer made a squeaky noise okay <laughs> uh 
like I read like this, oh goodness, it was probably like 400 page book on like vintage fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like a massive book. And yeah, there were a lot of pictures, but like I, I remember going to Alex one time and she was like, oh, how's that book going? I'm like, good, I'm almost done. And she was like, well, you're, you're reading it all? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, vintage fashion is kind of your thing too. Yeah, a like you're, bit. you're into that. Like it makes sense for <laughs> for me to read like a huge book on filmmaking or something. Yeah, that's, that's in my pocket. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I got distracted a second ago. Leo is glaring at me. He doesn't look that. I don't know. He looks. Though. He he looks kind of upset. It just kind of beat up. I he think just looks it's perturbed. Yeah. Maybe he's just glaring at the camera, saying, "Give me an Oscar." Maybe that's his "Give me an Oscar" face. It worked. It worked. Right. I picked up a, <laughs> a Revenant poster. <laughs> And now it's hanging on my wall. I feel like this is the face of finals. This is this is what everyone's soul looks like yeah. at finals. Just make that face to your professors. Okay. Yes. Just give me an A. <laughs> 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 or use the Leo technique and just grunt a lot. There's so little dialogue in that film. Yeah. While we're on the topic of films, by the way, I feel like I need to make a public service announcement. Do not watch Where the Wild Things Are. Don't do it. I, like, Yoslin said she really liked it, but I, yeah, it was, you said it perfectly. It's very stressful. It's like, so stressful to watch. I mean, there's some, if you like just weird out there movies, maybe you'll like this. I didn't think the dialogue was that great. No. Uh, once they once they found the creatures, but like, oh, it was so stressful to it's, watch. It scared me a little. Like, yeah, honestly, it's, it's, it's like, it's legitimately terrifying. Mm -hmm. I was terrified. Yeah. Ugh. The, yes. What did we watch before that? Song of the Sea. Song was, of the Sea yeah. was pretty cute. It was, which is like Irish culture. Irish and culture. That's that's pretty. I felt mm -hmm. like yeah. I, we I, were missing a little bit. Yeah. If I had if I had been familiar with Irish culture, like Irish mythology, yeah, maybe I would have a better better grasp on it. Jake like swears up and down that that's a fantastic film. Hmm. I don't I don't put it on the same place as a a. Uh, Sean the sheep. Uh, uh, yes. Sorry. Sean the sheep. <laughs> I, you know, you hated Shaun the Sheep way more than I did. I'm honestly, sorry. Honestly, you did. Because I can appreciate when a large yellow horse comes out from an alley. I mean, I get it. at the same time, I'm done. But there's there's a large yellow horse that comes out of an alley. And that glaring dog. The dog was my favorite, too. The like, dog was excellent. Yeah. No, I just don't put uh, Song of the Sea on the same plane as a Pixar flick or a Miyazaki flick. Mm. Like a, a Ghibli flick. Anyway, I'm going to be seeing, what, what are we going to see? Because they're bringing it in. It's the new animated flick. What is that called? Is it Avril or April? I think it's Avril and the Extraordinary World. Yeah, at the Museum of Art. It's like this French animated yeah. flick, and they're bringing it in. Yay. Oklahoma, I think, like we just have like one artsy-fartsy theater, and they bring in Tulsa all the... Tulsa might have one. Tulsa like, might, maybe. But this is at the art museum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an art museum. They bring mm -hmm. in artsy-fartsy films, and it's an excellent thing. Yes. It's a wonderful and excellent yeah, thing. So the I'll short tell you how films that's... there were were great. Yeah, we got to see yeah. the Oscars, the uh, the short the short animated Oscars, which is a very specific mm -hmm. category. Nominated for this year, it was like two days before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two days before the. Well, no, it, surely it, was... it wasn't that. No, I think it was. No, it was a couple weeks. Yeah, it was a couple yeah, weeks because... before the Oscars, and they yeah. showed just the short animated flicks. Mm -hmm. And there's some really interesting ones. Mm -hmm. uh, like let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, oh I lost it. World Tomorrow? Yeah. It was super. But don't don't look for it and think if you find the guy's work that you're going to find what we watched. It was <laughs> created by a YouTuber. 
who specializes in simple animation, like stick figure animation, blended with abstract color and design, and just off-the-wall psychological humor mm-hmm. slash... Some of his work is slash horror um, on his YouTube channel, which is why I don't recommend his YouTube channel. And it's, it's pretty gross. I was disappointed by his other stuff. But this one, it starts off with this little girl, and she mm-hmm. receives a tech, a, like a transmission from her clone from like <laughs> 2,000 years into the future. Yeah. And this clone just wants to talk to her and Hello, tell her... Emily. Hello, Emily. <laughs> and, so, and what's cool is they recorded the lines between the actress and this a legitimate little girl, like mm-hmm. a four-year-old girl, as she's like coloring. So yeah. like all her lines are so legitimate for a little girl. Yeah. And her reactions are all there. Uh, it's just just a cute little film, but it it. it she's it, explaining like the future and stuff, and it's it's really weird. <laughs> it is, and I feel like the little girl was necessary. Like, very necessary for mm-hmm. the story. I feel like it would have lost all its impact had it just not been there. Right. She added, like, a lot of comedy to it, for mm-hmm. one, and then... Oh, it was funny. It was so funny. Like... <laughs> but but funny yeah. in a very, like... Dark. It was kind of dark. Oh, it was very like... dark. That's, <laughs> that's dark humor to the... Monty Python doesn't even touch that mm-hmm. in terms of dark humor. Which is saying a lot. It's saying an awful lot. Uh, the other film from there that I liked was... I wonder if this one's on YouTube yet. I haven't looked it up. Um, it's uh, All We Need is Cosmos. I love that one. That one was great. I, I thought either one of those two should have won. But it was yeah. the better one. And All, all You Need is Cosmos, that was a silent film. It was, yeah. Which uh, I think it did some things that Shaun the Sheep did not do. I felt like Shaun the Sheep, while it got across its visual message and relayed the information to you 100% visually, Cosmos did it subtly. And there, there were mm-hmm. times that you were asking questions. I mean, a little kid probably wouldn't follow along with it very well. Right. But it just follows the story of these two buddy astronauts, cosmonauts, as they prepare to go to space. And it's it's so much fun. Yeah, it's 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 a real friendship story. And it's it's sad. Like, Shh. I don't want to... Silence. Every film at the Oscars was Sorry. sad. There wasn't a happy film that got nominated. Sorry about that. Spoiler. Spoiler. I'm I'll sorry. have to cut your spoiler out. Yeah, oh my god. Do. It's probably not even on YouTube anyway. It's not sad. It's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no there's no backpedaling this. You're done, Amber. You're done. We're done. We're done? No, we're not done. Not not just yet. We have more time. Okay. What are we gonna talk about? I had a thing and then I lost it. Ugh. Mm. I've been thinking recently about the difference between entertainment film and artistic film. I'm gonna go on like a, this like little bubble rant and okay. follow along with me here. Sure. Cause I feel like I feel like film can operate in those two spectrums. It can be either really entertaining or really artistic or some combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Like there are artistic films that are not terribly fun to watch. I like them, but like uh, *Beasts of the Southern Wild* is incredibly artistic, but it's not terribly entertaining. Um, uh, *No Country for Old Men* kind of falls in that. I was going for, uh, what was the film that we watched again? My, one of my favorites. That we just watched? The King's Speech. Oh, yes. I feel like The King's Speech is entertaining, but also I like artsy films. Right. But it's very artistic. But then on the other side, you have like films that are almost strictly entertainment, and, and they are Marvel like movies. Like Avengers. Yeah. Marvel <laughs> movies, are they have just enough art to, to keep you entertained. Because, I mean, they have to have a, some level of integrity. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they, they are strictly entertainment value. Yeah. I feel like the best films are the ones that combine yeah. 
both of those things. What would you say about like Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh Brother Where Art Thou? I think Art- that's per- that combines some. I think to some degree, Maybe. I don't I don't see Oh Brother Where Art Thou Thou as an entertainment film. I really? I don't. Really? Um, okay. Because it's, it's far too nuanced. Um, like, I don't... Mm. Maybe maybe it has mass appeal. I, I think don't know. I think it's... Well, it is an entertaining movie. Where, what are you basing, is, like, the entertainment It is on? entertainment, but, I mean, it, it find, it's funny in the most awkward ways possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are no universal jokes there, which I think is why Yoslin fell asleep while we were watching it. Also, she just got back from her trip. <laughs> yeah, she went down I'd to like New Orleans. We never, I never asked her about how that New Orleans trip went, and I probably won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she had lots of interesting things to talk about. But I, no, 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 I think she had a really good time. And well, that's enjoyed good. Enjoyed, like, the, the, um, they went and went to the, mm, the state capitol and yeah. sat in on a Yoslin's a poli-sci major, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense with her personality. No, it really does, actually. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, yeah. Jocelyn the politician? Yeah. The politician mermaid? The politician mermaid. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. We're going to go down to Australia someday and, like, get, like, the mermaid tales and learn to be mermaids. Because they have mermaid lessons mm-hmm. in Australia. I think Kara's going to join us. Oh, you got, you got a third person involved <laughs> in this? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole crew. <laughs> we, You know how Brennan's always, like... Have you noticed, like, where, where he'll talk about, like, specific colors? Mm-hmm. Like, very specific. He'll, he'll name, like, Jade or yeah. or Coral or something. Brennan's an engineering major <laughs> in, in our dinner call. And generally, like, just a guy, except when it comes to colors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, <laughs> so, like, we were talking, the three of us, about, um, like, our mermaid tales. And I was like, Brennan what color would yours be? And he's like, oh, I don't know, like purple. And I was like, purple, come on. <laughs> you can do better than that. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> That's not much better. Come on, Brennan. Anyway, yeah. So that would be a fun trip. Yeah. Mermaids. Like, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the, the funness of that trip. Anyway, I'm going to work more on my rant about like okay, entertainment and art later. No, I'm oh, saying okay. no. Yeah. It's not fully formed, but I think there's a lot to be said about that. What do you all think about that? You have a lot to do in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. You do. Mm-hmm. You have a lot to do in the comments, and we're going to let you get to that. Amber, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This it's, is fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to bring you on sometime. Maybe we can get, like, a dinner club edition of yeah. the show. Just bring in everyone. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good thing to do before the semester's over. I'm going to think about yep. that. But for now, I have to go edit this up because, like... It's Sunday night. <laughs> I'm coming to you almost live. Almost live. Anyway, you all enjoy your Monday. And I will see you later. Say bye, Amber. Thanks, guys. Bye. So, like, I haven't been online because I've been, like, super busy. I'm applying for a job. And you won't, you guys are going to find this hilarious. I have a very good shot at getting a job as a resident advisor at my college. Essentially, it's the person that's in charge of, like, one of the floors of the dorms. And, like, people look up to them. And, like, they're supposed to be, a, like, a role model on campus. <laughs> and they're considering me for this job. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's really, it's, uh, yeah. So I've been working on convincing them that this is a good idea. And um, I will know this week. But that's why I haven't been so, like, active on the things. But, hey, finals are coming up, people. They are here. They are here. If any of you are taking finals this week, good luck to you. 
good luck and get to studying because it's gonna it's it, it's it's pretty intense for me this semester so just keep plugging in there we're almost done everybody we're almost done again thank you for tuning in today and i hope you enjoyed listening to miss amber she is a very good human being she is an excellent human being Bravo to Amber for being an excellent human being and an excellent writer. I can't wait to read more of her stuff. And that book, the book that she brought, um, from all accounts, it's it's great stuff. So you might want to check that out, too. I'm done for the day, I think. I'm going to go eat some pizza. That's my current plan. I'm going to go eat pizza. It's the perfect thing to do on a Sunday evening. Eat pizza? Yeah. But it's Monday for you guys. So hang in there, my people. Hang in there. I will text words. I will catch you all again later. So long, farewell. Bye! <laughs>